You're listening to Book Club Babes. Let's get into it. Hi! I'm Hi! I'm Chantel! And I am Katie, and together we are the, the book, book Club Babes. Club Babes! <laughs> <laughs> and we're also very in sync, so... We are. Careful. Yes. Be careful. Be careful, yes. <laughs> so, so March had five weeks. Oh, did it? Really? Hmm. Yes. And we also L-O-V-E loved our March book. To the max. I love you to the max. To the max. And so guess what we're doing? We have a little special bonus for y'all. With Charlotte McConaughey. Yeah. Woohoo. Who wrote Once There Were Wolves. She sure did. All right. Enjoy. Enjoy. See you on the other side. All right. Perfect. Well, I guess we can just jump right into it. Yeah. 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 Are you ready for some questions? Yeah. Yeah. Go for it. Awesome. Um, okay. This one is from one of our babes. Her name is Shauna. She, she loved this book. She says she has so many questions. She doesn't even know where to begin, but she wants to ask (laughs) First, about the character of Red and how he appears to be a villain at the beginning, but then we learn he sort of has a change of vision towards the end. Why Why was that choice made? Uh, well, I, I quite like the idea that because we're kind of in Inti's perspective throughout the novel, um, you know, I think she has... She comes into this story with a lot of baggage. Um, She's kind of, she's bringing a burden of fury and pain with her. And so she's, that's colouring her perspective of people. And I think she's, she is actually quite judgmental at the start. Um, She doesn't really want to kind of, she doesn't want to connect with anyone. She doesn't want to trust anyone, but specifically she's judging these people because she sees them in a certain way as I guess, a roadblock to her project and to her, in her thinking, you know, how can people not want to rewild? (laughs) So she's, you know, she's coming up against this guy who has a very different background, very different life to hers, different perspectives. Um, You know, he's got, he's got a kind of generations of, of, financial difficulty wrapped up in this farm um and also just he sees the way of life of a highlander as 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 farming so you know he's kind of right from the get-go they're off you know they're they're kind of there's a lot of conflict yeah Yeah, there's yeah. yeah yeah and but I love you know being able to kind of take a character and and transform them and transition them and I I kind of also really love when you think that a an enemy is is a is really an ally so I think you know red being kind of open to well being something that we Inti didn't think he was is kind of indicative of her um, opening up to reconnection at the end definitely yeah Oh, I just love that Red was the one to come get her. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. 
<laughs> it's kind That's of, so yeah, sweet. I think nobody's one thing, are they? You know, everyone's kind of got depths of complexities and and, yeah. and good and, and, you know, flaws. Yeah, true. Um, this is another question from Shauna, and she was asking if Ash's oh, pack really did save Inti and the newborn, or was that her delirium in that like while she was in that state and are there any like real world cases of something like this happening (laughs) hot question was it real (laughs) was it real (laughs) it it was real for me it was real for sure yeah I um I well I originally wrote it just straight up as real and then it was my Mm -hmm. editor who was like I think we should leave some ambiguity (laughs) just in case you know you you find that people aren't following you in this in this moment so I was I you know I could see that that's probably was a good idea but for me sort of the whole point of the book is that scene really it's you I think the what I was trying to do or or perhaps the whole idea of the novel is that you have to allow for there to be magic out in the world and for animals to surprise you and to be capable of so much more, you know, than we expect them to be. And I don't know specific cases of wolves saving people, but there are, there are certainly real cases of wolves recognising people who've, who they've had contact with. Yeah. Um, who've raised them, showing affection and kindness to these people that they haven't kind of come across in many years. Like it's quite extraordinary. They they do recognise you and, you know, have the capacity to connect in a way that is is really kind of beautiful and astonishing. And, and I just wanted to allow for that, you know, throughout the book, even Inti is really sort of um, sceptical of this. You know, she has moments where she's like, I don't really buy that, um, you know, that that people can have this sort of connection with animals and and she she thinks that that's just people kind of longing to, to be amazed by wolves. But, in fact, I think it speaks to her, it's, it speaks to her capacity for connection and for their capacity for connection as well. So, yeah, totally. I think it's real. <laughs> I love I do I love, love that, that and, so yeah. much yeah <laughs> I think that all of the the our listeners will be super happy about that too yeah yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah like sure you can kind of say oh maybe it wouldn't doesn't feel real as if that would happen but like why it's a novel just mm-hmm. let's go there <laughs> yeah it felt yeah. real to me it yeah, felt I real to me that. too yeah. I cried yeah. I genuinely oh, cried. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Very, it was a very sweet I moment. I feel like for, like for people say, who are. Oh, sorry, sorry. Go ahead. Well, just like you guys pointed out, you know, this is this specific wolf is the one that she's bonded with, and she's she's held this as a this wolf as a pup. So it's not within the realms of impossibility. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And for people who are animal lovers, I think that it, it does resonate with like Chantal and I, we, we both Mm -hmm. love animals. We love dogs, dogs and wolves are very closely related, but, um, it does feel real to someone who can see that, like Mm -hmm. can see our relationship that you could have with an animal. So I love that was beautiful. Beautiful. (laughs) 
Okay, we've got one from Haley. She says, or rather she'd like to know, um, you spoke in another interview that you have a version of, I'm going to butcher this word. Help me out. Synesthesia. Yourself, how does that influence how and what you write? Oh, interesting question. Um, so my synesthesia is very different from ET's. It's, um, it's much, much less extreme. It's basically it, um, my memory works in connection to colour and texture and shape. So if I'm, and this is more common as well, like a lot of people do have, have a little bit of this synesthesia. It's, um, you know, if I were to try and remember someone's name, I would first remember the colour or the texture or the shape of that name before I'd get to the actual word. Um, and it was funny, like I never sort of knew that that was not the way that everyone, everyone's memory worked. So for a long time, right. it was just sort of normal. And then my mom and my brother and I, who all three of us have it, we sort of figured out that actually it's not the way that most people um, think. Oh, that would be wild. The yeah, three of you really like, wait, what? Yeah, <laughs> it was a weird moment of like, well, I can't even really imagine it not being the case and so that sort of started totally. me thinking about um I guess yeah slightly different ways of perceiving the world or experiencing the world and and when I discovered um that there was a synesthesia called mirror touch which is just so wild like it's the most oh, amazing so case mm-hmm. I kind of can't like believe that it's real mm-hmm. um I knew that I really wanted to write write about that and write, and write a character with that it didn't come together for me for quite a while I um I sort of had it in my back pocket for years and then this book came about and I realized that it was a book about empathy and you know what better way than to to have a character with it this extreme radical empathy as the main main character um uh, beyond that I don't I don't know if if my synesthesia makes me write differently maybe it makes me a little more aware of yeah maybe the detail of describing thoughts in a different way I don't know I I don't think it sort of plays a huge role in my writing um, but it definitely kind of makes me want to approach characters in it in, in a kind of more neurologically interesting way <laughs> mm-hmm. I love that. Did um do do Inti and Aggie's names have colors or shapes or textures for yes. you? Yes, yes. Inti is this kind of sharp silver um, word, and Aggie is yellowy golden, more soft. Oh, <laughs> oh, I love that. That's I like cool. That. That's really yeah. cool. That's really cool. Um, mm. H- Haley would also like to know um that she notes that you've written about arctic turn birds and also wolves um she's wondering which animal that you identify with um most obviously not just those two choices if there's another animal that you haven't written about that you um identify with um but she's just wondering yeah if there's an animal that you identify with and why uh oh identify with I'm not sure I don't know if that would be the word I would use but I certainly love them and 
am very fascinated by them. My next book is about whales and seals. <laughs> so cool. I'm going ocean. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you know, just cover I, all the bases. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've done sky, I've done forest, now I'm doing sea. <laughs> Yeah, um, that's amazing. <laughs> I mean, I there's something, I think there's just something in our connection with animals that feels just really essential to me and, and important in kind of reminding us of our own connection to the wild. I think it's really easy to feel disconnected and apathetic and when we find a way to connect with animals, it just allows us to kind of, I don't know, put it, put ourselves in a more compassionate space, I think. Um, so, you know, the natural world is a thing of absolute beauty and wonder. And, and I think we all need to kind of remind ourselves of that. And learning about animals is just a really nice way to do it. <laughs> I, I loved learning about the terns. I loved learning about the wolves. I'm now loving learning about whales and, and seals. And yeah, I think hopefully people will enjoy reading about them. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Um, I was even going to say the way that you wrote about Inti's scent. What is set? Well, I don't know why I struggle with this word so much, <laughs> but her mere touch. Yeah. Um, it was. It, I feel like it was the same way that you wrote about the wolves um, where it wasn't, even though it was a huge part of the book, it wasn't the whole book. Um, mm. Like it wasn't all consuming. You, you almost at times forgot about her mere yeah. touch, but then would be reminded and it would be like, oh yeah. Like it was a very cool element to the book. Mm -hmm. And like I said, even though the book was about wolves, you weren't like bored of wolves. Like you wanted mm -hmm. more. It was so mm. It was so beautifully written. So thank yes. you. Oh, thank <laughs> yes. you. Yeah, I mean, that's really nice to hear specifically because um, the mirror touch itself was quite a tricky thing to find the balance for. You know, I did a draft that was so mirror touch heavy and it was like, oh, God, get like enough. <laughs> and then I did, a, <laughs> I did a draft where <laughs> I kind of pulled back too much and there were all these things that would have been happening, you know, that she would have been experiencing. I just didn't bother putting it in because I was like, oh, people will be bored by it, with it by then. And then it was kind of missing too much from the story so right. it was yeah it was it was definitely something that I had to kind of play around with to try and get the balance right yeah, it was perfect yeah, yeah I definitely like think Caitlin you said yeah you mm -hmm. nailed it oh great mm -hmm. thank you all the all of the important points too like mm -hmm. when the wolf attacked the deer and she was at a, such a point that she was more so relating with the wolf than the deer like that was yeah. really cool and really illustrative and yeah. when she was there with Aggie during the traumatic event, like yes. that yeah. was one of those things where you were like, whoa, it was just a really cool element that didn't feel cheesy at all. It was oh, great. great. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, okay, this one is from Summer and she wants to know, she says, the author, you draw obvious parallels between the violent nature of humans and the violent nature of the wolves although the violence committed by the wolves is rooted in survival instead of evil was this comparison intentional yeah I mean I think um 
it's interesting looking at the difference between human violence and animal animal violence and there's I mean it's so starkly different you kind of can barely draw a comparison to the two but what I did find was that in my research about uh, domestic violence and male violence against women what felt um, true to me was the way that women and wolves are both kind of fighting for survival a lot of the time um, and so there it, it felt to me that there was this real connection between the two um, and unfortunately in most cases it's it's men who who act with cruelty and dominance and aggression it's not women and it's not actually wolves at all um, so what, what I sort of wanted us to be able to take from the wolves in the book was not that sense of violence and aggression, but connection, loyalty, compassion, tenderness. You know, these are the things that, in fact, rule the animal kingdom, um, specifically wolves, which are so misunderstood and so different to how we kind of see them. You know, they're, they're matriarchal, then they're... Um, the, the strongest packs are the ones that are ruled by cooperation and love. So, um, yeah, I think, unfortunately, this kind of male violence that we have in our world is, is, is the thing that stands out and that is separate. Yeah, that makes sense. And you can see that throughout the book as well with um, some of the characters like Gus and even um, Duncan, he's on the edge for a bit. We can't quite tell what's going on with him. Um, but Stuart, I do, yeah. I do quite like how and Stuart, yeah, how you took some of the male characters like Red, and they en- ended up turning out um, to be decent human beings. Like that was of nice course. to see too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, this is certainly not a book that's kind of making a statement that all men are bad, you know, that's mm-hmm. just, yes. it, it's really reductive and really, um, simplistic in a, in a not helpful way. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, Definitely. so, you know, there's, there's two male violent characters or, or three, if you're counting creepy, cousin James oh, um <laughs> garbage oh, <shit. laughs> he <sucked>. trash <laughs> um but there are more there are more non-violent male characters than there are violent yes. so you yeah. know I, I I hope that I dealt with that with it you know a bit of nuance mm-hmm. yeah it wasn't it's an important topic and important to the book obviously but I think it was done very tasteful fully I don't know if that's the right word but but I think that it's it's done in a very realistic way as well as um just done respectfully as well good yeah I'm I'm glad I think it it's just such a part of the world isn't it yeah Mm -hmm. and I think it may have been a little bit eye-opening for people um who may not know what that experience is like I I don't think I'm saying this properly but even just how like Inti and Aggie's mother um was a bit of a victim and she turned out to be the one fighting against it Mm -hmm. and then something awful happens to Aggie and she kind of became like went internally so it's kind of interesting to see like how it changes people so yeah so much 
right? Yeah. That that people who don't experience might not understand. I don't know. It's interesting. Right. It's good. Yeah, and I mean, I think on that on that, you know, it's it's. I think we're used to the narrative about trauma survivors being hardened and toughened and coming out of it really strong and kind of you know like like their mom like into herself but yeah there's also there's also an important space for the narrative about the trauma survivor who comes out more fragile and more vulnerable because that's very real you know it's mm-hmm. not it we is. don't all turn into just like action heroes mm-hmm. <laughs> it's can yeah. be really damaging yeah um and so I wanted to allow for space that that space as well mm-hmm. and I'm I, I love I that. feel yeah I feel like a lot of women would appreciate that or a lot of people just in general reading yeah. the book would appreciate the duality of seeing that both of those aspects in one book being like it is okay to yeah. not just be take this and make myself harder like you're saying yeah yeah, yeah. Um, we do have another question from Summer and she's asking, um, that oftentimes throughout the book, Inti and Ash, um, seem very similar, almost like counterparts for each other. Um, are there other wolves that you would say are counterparts to other main characters in the book? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think if if Ash is Inti, then number 10 has got to be Aggie, right? Like (laughs) (laughs) the wild, the wild, ferocious, Mm -hmm. sort of lost, uh, lonely figure. (laughs) Um, And then funnily, actually, this topic, so I'm doing a little bit of early development with a, a production company on a potential TV show of Wolves. Um, Cool. And we've been talking about this exact thing and how we might have a third wolf that could be Duncan. <laughs> so I've been doing, um, you know, more research into the beautiful real-life wolves and, and getting inspiration and I'm finding all these gorgeous kind of stories of, of really lovely, brave compassionate male wolves um that that I might sort of bring in as a third you know I tried was it was it 13 that came back for 12 which one came back yeah yes yes because that's almost like a Duncan Duncan characteristic like he's kind of yeah doesn't leave anybody behind like like you've been saying compassionate and empathetic Um, yeah that's true that's a nice nice um uh, reflection definitely also didn't wasn't it number 10 that Indy had to shoot yes, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean look maybe and there's interesting a... and it all had... comes around <laughs> it does make sense that it would be Aggie because she had to let her go yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. it all yeah. came around it all it's all coming around <laughs> I mean look I, I don't think I wrote it with those kind of symbols in no. mind but yeah. it's yes. interesting yes. to kind of look and look back and go wow it's all kind of there if you want to find it mm-hmm. <laughs> or you can just I mean I feel like that's a <laughs> that's a good um reflection of a well-written book it's all 
post with one another, even if you didn't plan it, it still goes. (laughs) Climate change and endangered species are themes in both um, migrations and wolves. Um, These are obviously important topics that affect the whole world, um, but we wanted to know why are you passionate about um, topics about endangered species and climate change? Uh, why, why wouldn't I be? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, <laughs> Touché. <laughs> honestly, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's such a kind of, oh man, it just feels like it's this looming, mm-hmm. scary, crucial thing that we all need to be talking about. And I mean, I know I, 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 I as I mentioned earlier, it's really easy to switch off from it because it just becomes, mm-hmm overwhelming and and kind of I mean it's really it's almost impossible to know how to deal with it and what we should be doing and I just I guess if I'm a writer then what I can do is write about it you know that's that's what I have at my power to be able to Mm -hmm. kind of even just open up a conversation about it you know that 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 can that can help um Mm -hmm. I, st- I, I didn't used to write about this stuff. I, I um, grew up writing kind of big, sprawling fantasy epics for teenagers. So yeah. they're very, very different. Interesting. And, yeah. And then <laughs> I kind of just reached a point. I, it was an article, actually. I read an article that was about how we are sort of barreling towards a world with no animals. And it was so, at that point, I mean, this is probably, it was only maybe six, seven years ago and, or eight, I don't know, something fairly recent. But even at that point, I don't feel like the conversation was as dominant as it is now. And I just remember reading that and being transported into this kind of place without animals. And it was like, it was like plunging into an icy ocean you know it was just so such a shocking Mm -hmm. kind of moment for me and and so sad like just so sad I kind of couldn't I couldn't get that world out of my mind and I knew that that's what migrations the novel needed to be about Mm -hmm. and it just sort of the more I kind of looked into it the more it felt like I don't know just a really not only important, but a, but a rich emotional space to write about. It, it's mm-hmm. so kind of full of complex um, emotional connections. And I, I love writing about characters who are maybe wilder than most of us are and, and, and people who have that, have a connection to that kind of wildness um, as a sort of maybe it's partly wish fulfillment for me <laughs> you know I wish I could be those characters mm-hmm. who are on the sort of the into in these wild spaces and living on the kind of brink of I don't know just sort of big amazing adventures and yeah it just it, it, it feels like something really really necessary to write about and to kind of try and galvanize and energize people Mm -hmm. I think it's beautiful that you do use your platform and that you're so passionate about it that you decide to write these beautiful novels about it that actually make you stop and think like 
you're saying, um, how you were kind of maybe wishful thinking, like, I wish that I was kind of on these big adventures. And it's the same with me, especially with Inti. I was like, that would be an amazing experience. Just being yeah. able to help rewild, yeah. um, anywhere in the world, really, whether it be with wolves or whatever, yeah. but just like looking into the whole, that whole aspect of rewilding is yeah. it's just, it is beautiful that you used your talent and your platform to write these beautiful books and novels. Well, thank about- you. I hope that, you know, I mean, it, it's not impossible for us to go mm-hmm. out and Start you know yeah i also feel like kind of in a way charlotte you are those characters Mm -hmm. like you're bringing (laughs) them to life so you may not physically be in scotland but you went there and you took us all with you so (laughs) that was amazing oh thank you that's like i think the nicest thing anyone said to me (laughs) no no. (laughs) okay i'm gonna ask i think maybe Unless Chantal, there's a burning question for you. No, I think I was just going to ask one more question. Then maybe we'll do mm-hmm. the speed round. Does yeah. that does that sound okay to everybody? Okay, yeah, that sounds good. I we desperately want to know where the names Inti and Aggie came from because it's even asked in the book, and they're like, I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah, because I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, hopefully nobody asked this. If I answer it like this, never ask this question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's no really interesting answer I'm afraid I just kind of ponder names for ages before I'll name my characters and if something sticks with me I, actually weirdly the name Inti came to me from this mo- this really little obscure film called Aloft which is beautiful by the way I highly recommend it it's gorgeous um and it's, there's this little boy who has a bird. He's got a pet falcon, I think it is, called Inti. And I was like, oh, I just love that name. <laughs> so that's where oh, that that's name so came sweet. From. <laughs> that's so sweet. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> and then oh, Aggie goodness. was just, I think it was just a name that I liked the sound of with Inti. Inti, um, Aggie. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. No kind yeah. of amazing, insightful uh, meanings behind it. Just, just, yeah, just, I liked them. Well, I actually really love that because I've had this conversation with Chantel before, but I hate when authors name their characters like crazy stuff that's just annoying to constantly keep reading. Like, you know what I mean? (laughs) Anyway, I enjoy that. Okay, speed round. Okay. We're just going to ask you some questions and you don't... Mm -hmm. not really have to think about it. Just like throw out what your first answer is. Yeah, yeah. Okay, favorite book and or author. Okay, ready? <laughs> oh, God, no. Why would you that's, do this to me? That's the hardest one out of the First one, I get, the that's other ones the are easier, one. yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, um, I'm just going to say Mary Oliver, even though she's not a novelist, she's a poet. I love her so okay. much. Okay, perfect. Coffee or tea? Coffee, Coffee. or tea? Coffee, but both. okay 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 um do you have any pets I don't no I've always had pets throughout my I know yeah well I've always had pets but I'm trying to 
Um, I'm, I, I've got a baby. All right. Okay. <laughs> That's enough. Yeah. <laughs> fair, fair enough. Okay, fair fair. enough. <laughs> we are both without we'll, children. We'll, we'll yes, we understand. Be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll, yeah I'm sure I'll be Responsibilities. <laughs> um, best concert you've ever been to? Oh, uh, probably Daft Punk, actually, a long time ago when they came to Australia. That was so much fun. Oh, that sounds like that a lot of fun. That would be fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll let Caitlin ask the last question because this is her favorite question and burning question. This is question. my favorite question. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Chantel. Yeah, okay. Well. Are you team physical book, ebook, or audiobook? Oh, uh, I prefer to read real books. But I, well, physical, not real, Mm -hmm. physical books. um, But I'm pro all of them. It's all exactly, it's all the same. (laughs) (laughs) All the same reading. Nice. Nice. That's (laughs) awesome. What are you guys? Um, I Um, love a physical book. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I am kind of hooked on my e-reader. I love the fact like I love it yeah, totally. like it's so much bed. easier to read in bed right yeah <laughs> yes 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 yeah exactly. audiobooks are great for the car I find uh, yes it's all or cleaning yeah yeah totally <laughs> <laughs> well thank you so thank much yes. charlotte for thank joining you for us some, yeah. uh, thank, thank you for taking some me. time mm-hmm. uh, thank you so much for the your amazing podcast of the book it was like oh. it was so kind of wonderful to listen to you talking scene by scene like I've never experienced anything like that with my book before so it was just really kind of gorgeous thank you (laughs) thank you thank you you for writing an amazing book for us to talk about it was oh we can't get honestly Charlotte so many me Chantal my sister-in-law Shelby we we all said after we read this book that we wanted to read it again like that's how good it was we instantly wanted to read it again and that's when you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah 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 cool that's awesome Mm -hmm. thank you so much yeah thank thank you you. all right thanks for nice to meet you guys yes nice to meet you too have a good day (laughs) thank you too Bye. bye bye Thank you to Charlotte for joining us and to everyone who might want to listen. Yeah. And And thanks for everybody who asked questions. Yeah. Submitted their questions. And honestly, we're just so lucky that we get to read an incredible book and then literally ask the author our hot questions. The burning cues. Hell yeah. Okay. Bye. Bye. thank you so much for listening please join us over at the book club babes facebook group for book discussions and to make your book recommendations or on instagram at bookclubbabes.pod if you'd like to reach out to us directly you can email us at bookclubbabes.pod at gmail.com or contact us on our website at bookclubbabes.ca If you love the Book Club Babes podcast, please tell a friend about us. And until next time, bye! bye.